some of the steakhouses now I've seen are taking literally hot brands and branding the bone with the restaurant name on it. Kind of like, okay, when you leave here, whether you have a doggy bag on it, you can take the bone with you, wrap it up, plastic, take the bone, and you can take it with you and say, hey, listen, I had a tomahawk from this place, and I know it's from this place because I got the bone branded with the restaurant name on it. You're listening to The Hospitality Leaders. Each week on the show, we bring you conversations with leaders in the hospitality, event, and food service industries. Our conversations help you understand the state of the industry, the challenges we all face today, and what the future holds. Subscribe and be sure to check out our website for more resources at Hospitality Leaders Podcast. Com. This episode is brought to you by Upshift. Our on-demand staffing platform allows businesses to hire high-quality hourly workers with peace of mind. Find out more at upshift.work. All right, today I'm here with uh, Robert Wimfimer. He's the general manager of the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse at Caesars. How are you doing today, Robert? I'm good. Thank you so much. It's an honor and privilege to be here. And just to clarify, it's the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse at Harris. At Harris. Perfect. Sorry about that. Want to make sure that I give props to the right hotel in the Caesars Empire. Of course, of course. Want to make sure when people come looking for you, they at least know where to go, right? Exactly, exactly. Awesome. Well, I think that's a great place to start. So obviously, Vegas is an amazing uh, location. So if you're running, you know, such a premier name in that city, I'm sure you've got a great backstory to you. You mind maybe just giving us a quick overview of kind of your career, kind of how you got to where you are today? Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. I was born and raised in New York City. And, you know, when I turned about 23, 24, I wanted to get out of New York. I didn't really know where to go. So I decided to kind of looked at a map. I said, you know what? Chicago has sports town. Chicago's a good sports town. Let me go to Chicago. So I got up and I found an apartment. I moved to Chicago and then I realized, well, now that I'm here, what can I do to make money and meet people and expand my, expand my horizons? And I figured that would be the best way to do it would be bartending. And I didn't want to be a nightclub bartender because, frankly, I don't have the speed that these people do at all at making drinks. <laughs> these nightclub bartenders got to give credit where credit is due. They have a memory and speed on cocktails like there's no tomorrow. And, you know, being a person who liked to deal with people and talk to people, I got onto the restaurant side of it. So I started doing restaurant bartending and I lucked out and I got involved with a group called the Nine Group, which ran nine restaurants in Chicago. And then they, you know, did that for a while. And as I was doing bartending at night, they had a position open for a restaurant manager during the day shift. They asked me if I wanted to do that. I said, sure, just as long as I can keep my bartending spot at night. And they said, absolutely. So I would, you know, manage the restaurant during the day. And then at night, you know, Friday or Saturday, I would wear like a black shirt and then I would just take off the tie and <laughs> go bartend the rest of the time. Then they opened up their spot in Las Vegas at the Palm Nine Restaurant, opened up their spot in Las Vegas at the Palms Hotel. They asked me if I would go out there and help them manage it out there. I said, sure. And, you know, I've been, and that was at the time where the Palms was the, the hottest hotel at the time. They were doing uh, the real world Las Vegas out there. And, you know, it was a place to be see or be seen. And Nine Steakhouse was, was the place. And I had been out there for a little over a month at that point, living in the hotel. And I looked at the owners. I said, I'm still paying rent in Chicago. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to stay or do you go? Or do you want me to come back? And they're like, oh, no, we want you to stay. I went, okay, I'll stay. And I know I've been out here ever since. And that was so I've been out here now 20 years. I've worked at a variety of different restaurants from steakhouses to cafes 
to quick service up and down the strip from Mandalay Bay to the stratosphere. And now I'm the gen, now I'm fortunate enough to say I'm the general manager of Roots Chris Steakhouse. Awesome. Yeah. I, you know, and I love these stories, right? I mean, you started looking for a bartending gig and somehow ended up all the way over in Vegas. You know, you started as a bartender in Chicago and now you're a uh, you know, general manager in, in Vegas at Harris, uh, the Ruth Chris. That's absolutely awesome. And the funny thing too, is you talk to a lot of people in the restaurant business and they'd never start, especially the, the long timers. They never, never thought they would be doing this and let alone for as long as they have. <laughs> it gets in you, man. It, yeah, there's it something it, it, does. It, it does. It's hard to leave. Yeah. I was very, very fortunate to know, to find the, a niche uh, I was good at and was to be able to pursue this industry and this craft and this business. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, tell me a little bit more about your, about your steakhouse. Tell me a little bit more about Ruth's Chris and what you're doing there. Ruth's, like I said, Ruth's Chris is a franchise restaurant. They're in a majority of cities across the U.S., I believe they have some in Caribbean and Canada. We are a franchise restaurant. We are wholly owned, of course, by Harris. We have that niche of we are literally one of the few center strip, no meat metaphor intended, center <laughs> strip Las Vegas uh, steakhouses. You know, we serve anywhere from 250 to 600 dinners a night cater to all sorts of people who are either a familiar with the Ruth's Chris name and the Ruth's Chris brand, which is we serve our steaks on 500 degree plates. So the steak is still cooking when it gets to your table, you know, we, you know, and it is a, a name of a restaurant chain that's been around for a long time and successful and will continue to be successful. Okay. Well, you know, I think you're spot on. I mean, it's, it's a brand that everybody knows. Right, you know what you're going to get. You can set your watch to it, and, and there's a lot of comfort to that, right? I I know I love it. Exactly, exactly, and that's you know, and that's one of the things that people you know, if some people are adventurous and want to try, it. and that's one of the things about Vegas, which is terrific, is people want to be adventurous and they want to try new places and do new things. They can do that, or if they have a, a standard that they know from home that they're aware of and they're comfortable of, and well, I live in let's say. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I'm visiting Vegas. And I don't know where to go. Well, I look at look at all the hotels and I go, da, 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 da. oh, Ruth's Chris. I know Ruth's Chris. Let's go to Ruth's Chris. And people come to that, you know? So, I mean, Vegas, if for the longest time, was just known as a gaming town, right? And then, right. you know, obviously it's evolved into, you know, really an exper experiential town that is also has gaming. And so, you know, a lot of things change there all the time. You know, celebrity chefs rolling in and out, new concept restaurants. Absolutely. So, so talk to me a little bit about, you know, as a, as somebody who owns, you know, one of those, or, I'm sorry, as general manager of one of those chains that you can set your watch by, what are you seeing with all the change in Vegas and, and how are you competing? Well, right now, I mean, the, the, really the big changes are, you know, we're having new hotels open up and, and new concepts come out, which is a lot of fun, at least for me, because I get to see the changes and I get to experience the changes, you know, whether it's celebrity, you know, the rise of the celebrity chef has really hit this city. For example, Gordon Ramsay is opening up restaurants pretty much in a lot, most of the Caesars hotels, he's got Gordon Ramsay steak and Gordon Ramsay brew and Gordon Ramsay fish and chips and Gordon Ramsay burger, Hell's Kitchen, you know, and then you have Bobby Flay's burgers. You have Bobby Flay's Amalfi, which just opened up, which is a new restaurant. You've got 
Lisa Vanderpump, who opened up a place in, who has a place in Caesar's Palace, and she just opened up a place in the Paris, Vanderpump at Paris. And Martha Stewart has her very first restaurant opening up here too. So you have all these new different things and new different concepts that are coming that you wouldn't see in other different cities. I mean, you might have some in New York and some in LA and some in San Diego and some in Seattle, but here it's just, they're all coming here and all these different concepts and different food ideas and different things and different experimentations and things like that are going on. So if you're a visitor to Vegas, it gives you just so many different options to choose from, which is fun because, you know, you know, if you know the Gordon Ramsay name, you want to try the Gordon Ramsay stuff. Or if you want to, if you know the Bobby Flay name, you want to try the Bobby Flay stuff. You know, the Gianna Delentis, you want to try her. Like, you know, you have that all in this town and it, it makes it exciting. Not to mention the places that are just opening up with, we have some of the newer chefs coming into town, like some of the people that you see on America's Top Chef or Hell's Kitchen or these other celebrity chef shows that are coming in. You know, so it, it does really provide that diversity. That's awesome. So how do you keep up with all of this change and all of this evolution that you see in the market? I mean, it's got to be exhausting to turn around and see something new every single day. As big as Vegas is, it's really not that huge. You got to remember that most of the places are, most of the major places are located on the Vegas Strip, which is only 10 miles, which basically encompasses everything from the stratosphere down to Mandalay Bay. And even downtown Las Vegas is having a resurgence. There's some restaurants uh, down there. Oscar's Steakhouse, run by the former mayor of Vegas, Oscar Goodman, Barry's Downtown Prime. You know, these are also new places. How you keep in touch with it or, or what's going on? It's just a lot of research on, on your, you know, on different websites, different research. Some of it's word of mouth. You know, like I said, this is as big of a city is as big of a city as Vegas is. It's not that big where you don't know a lot of people, where you've come across at least one point or another, someone, a guy you used to work with at X is moving on to Y and you've, you followed him or someone's going, someone used to work at Y is now working at Z and a lot of this word of mouth going on. And you just, you know, from that. When you're studying all of these trends, right? Knowing that you have a pretty standard menu, pretty standard fare. Are you able to take some of this change and incorporate it to what you're doing at your facility? There's, there are some areas we can, we do have a little bit of freedom in some of the things, but as a franchise property, you know, there are some things that we have to stay constant, like to, to Ruth's recipes, to like her soups, her salad, the, the cuts of steak, the 500 degree plates, the, you know, the, there's certain things that we must maintain. It's like, for example, you have to go to McDonald's and you must, or you have a Big Mac, you can't order you know, something different. You have right. to, that's this, that's the standard. I mean, we do have a little bit of freedom. We can do a little bit of different things off the menu. We do run specials that are some seasonal items, which is always fun, but you know, we kind of have to try to keep it different with different items. So we do have a little bit of flexibility out there and we do take advantage of it. Awesome. And now do you ever, like, do you ever just talk about all the change that is happening in the area with your team? I mean, is that like a, a great point of conversation for you? I got to imagine it kind of gets people excited. Uh, sometimes, you know, it's always fun to go uh, from a learning point of view. You know, I'll ask every once in a while to the staff during pre-shift meetings, like, Hey, where did you go? What did you see? What did you learn from it? What did they do differently? That's something we can incorporate here. 
If it works, if you liked it and we could figure out a way to work, let's bring it in here. Let's share the idea. You know, it doesn't have to be any one thing. It could be whether it's a style of service, an addition to the menu, a way of greeting a guest, anything that's fun. I usually kind of incorporated where first thing I asked guests when they wanted one, somebody did this to me was they said, they asked me once a while ago, happy birthday. And I said, happy birthday back. And I said, and I thought, and then I went to someplace else and they said, what are you celebrating? I said, well, it's my birthday. And he looks at me and says, well, congratulations on setting your own personal record of consecutive years of being alive. And I went, <laughs> you know what? That's a long, little long winded for saying happy birthday, but I like it. But I like it. I, I like I, that's it. awesome. I'm going to use that one. You know, and so, you know, for sometimes for anniversaries, I'll ask guests how long they've been married for and they'll give me a number and I'll look at them and said, you've been together. And they say, yes. I said, consecutively <laughs> for that period of time. Like, yes. Well, oh my gosh, that's terrific. Just kind of try to make that initial entrance memorable because you want to make sure that these guests, when they walk in, they feel comfortable. They have a sense of feeling welcome because it's just, you know, it's not just, I try to make the restaurant not to be get them in, get them out, get them on with life type of a thing. I know that, you know, going out to dinner in Vegas, where if you go out to dinner in, let's say, I don't know, pick a city, it might be, you know, going out to dinner that night might be just your night. You might go out, you might spend two, three hours at dinner, and then you might leave and that might be your evening. But Vegas isn't like that. Vegas, going to dinner in Vegas is only part of your evening. You're going out, you're going to dinner, you're going to a club. Right. You're going out, you're going to dinner, you're going to a show. You're going out, you're going to dinner, you're going to gamble with friends. So you want to try to make that visit to them somewhat special and somewhat that when they go back home to whatever city they're coming from, they say, I had a great time. But when you go to Vegas, you have to go to Ruth's Chris at Harris because they're going to take excellent care of you from when you walk in the door to how they greet to, to, to when you leave. Awesome. Now, I, I love kind of what you touched on there. And, you know, I think about, you know, we talk about change, right? We talk about evolution. We talk about all the concepts coming into Vegas, the celebrity chefs and the like. You know, one of the things that I guess would be very interesting is, are you getting those new points of service? Like you said, you know, just the different way to say happy birthday, right? You know, are you getting those new points of service from some of these concepts or, or are they just focused on the food? Uh, some of the concepts, but you know, most of it's just from the food. Like I said, you know, I could go into different things in different places, but um, it's, there's just so much, you know, that, like different steakhouses will do different things. You know, I went to a steakhouse the other night where you get a steak and they bring out a selection. I mean, they bring out a selection of steak knives for you to choose. So, so you can actually choose your own knife, which is an excellent concept, not necessarily food, but an extra service and branded inside the box that say branded inside the box says, choose your weapon. <laughs> so, <laughs> choose your knife. You know, like, okay, that's a cool concept. Food concept. Something is, uh, you know, a lot of times some people now are taking literally brands and branding if you order a tomahawk steak, which has the long bone on it, some of the uh, some of the steakhouses now I've seen are taking literally hot brands and branding the bone with the restaurant name on it. So kind of like, okay, when you leave here with whether you have a doggy bag on it, 
you can take the bone with you, wrap it up, plastic, take the bone, and you can take it with you and say, hey, listen, I had a tomahawk from this place, and I know it's from this place because I got the bone branded with the restaurant name on it. <laughs> so, you know, there's so many different things. And, you know, like I said, the, the name of the game is to, especially out here, is to make the memory. Make the memory and make it so that, you know, people do remember it. That's awesome. So, and I imagine that's what's got to be the differentiator for you, right? Is yes, you've got the food that everybody expects to get, but there you go, right? You're creating that memory for people that are coming in. That's what it's all about. That's why people get yeah. into hospitality, right? That's yeah. why people stay in hospitality because you're going to yeah. make those memories, right? Yeah. You want to make those memories and every guest is different. Every guest, you want to try to make sure that they have a good time. And are you going to hit on most of them? Yes. And sometimes you miss and that happens. You know, sometimes guests come in and they they have a, a set experience with something and you fall short, but you work to try to make every guest evening special. You want to, like I said, we're like a... We're not trying to, we're not trying to save the world. We're not trying to solve the world's problems. We're not trying to figure out the world's issues. We are in the food and beverage business. We're here for guests to come in, have a great time, have a great meal, enjoy their food, enjoy the company that they're with and make it happen. That's what we're trying to do. And we try to do it the best we can every night for every guest. You know, old, awesome. saying, old saying, it works in every hospitality restaurant I've ever been in. Every guest, every time. Love it. Every guest, every time. Absolutely. Every time. So you had to have created some pretty neat memories there, right? I mean, you're in Vegas. You know, any of them stand out for you? Well, the one recently we had, which was a lot of fun, is Harris has the, has the privilege of having the Donny Osmond show. And Donny Osmond is he's fantastic. And he has such a wonderful sense of humor. And he comes into the restaurant once every month, month and a half with contest winners or with family or what, or what have you. And, and one night we were a little short staffed and, you know, we're during COVID and we're trying to get everything going up and running. And he kind of jokingly looked at me and said, can I help? And I looked at him, I said, yes, you can. I haven't figured out a way yet, but you can. And he was happy about it. So a little bit later on while he was having dinner, I, I, you know, I'm walking around the room, touching tables, talking to guests. I asked a, a couple who was visiting from Connecticut, I said, what are you doing this evening? And they're like, oh, we're going to the Donny Osmond show. And then Synapse fired in my head. I said, great. So I went back to Donny's table. I said, hey, listen, I got an idea for something fun. Are you in? He's like, absolutely. So I said, all right. I went back to the kitchen. I said, tell me when this table's food is up. And he did. I grabbed the food and I brought it. I went over to Donnie's table real quick. I said, Donnie, follow me. So Donnie gets up. He follows me. And I said, all right, stand behind me. And I set the food down. I said, ladies and gentlemen, you know, sorry, we're a little, if you haven't noticed, we're a little short staffed. COVID's, you know, Omicron variant's coming back and we're a little short staffed. So I'm a little short on food runner. So I'm going to step away and have this gentleman behind me serve your food. So I step away and here comes Donnie Osmond saying, hi, I'm Donnie. I'm going to serve your food tonight. The look <laughs> on this couple's face was for lack of a better term, priceless. They didn't know what the heck was going on. And of course I had to serve the food because I'm not letting Donny Osmond serve anybody 500 degree plates. <laughs> I, don't want to be, I don't want to be the one responsible or having to tell the powers that be that Donny Osmond shows canceled because he's burnt his hands. But they were absolutely floored. They, they took they took pictures with him and they were so unexpected. They said they couldn't wait to go back to 
Connecticut to visit, to tell everybody, friends and families, oh my God, we had Donny, we went to see Donny Osmond. He came to our table. It was, you know, and, and like I said, you know, we're in the business, all of us in hospitality are in the business of making memories. If we're not doing that, then we're doing the wrong thing. I, you know, I love that. And I think if, if, you know, we're, we're putting a bow on all of this, I mean, you know, definitely understanding, you know, what you're good at and, and accentuating what you're good at, seeing what other people are doing and pulling those little things away from them that can add value to what it is you're doing. And then, you know, what it all boils down to, right? We're in hospitality. It's all about creating those memories. And exactly. maybe everybody can't take uh, Donny Osmond to a table and, and have yeah. him blow their mind, but Obviously, every server is doing it. Every bartender is doing it. Every yeah. host, hostess, runner, yeah. cook, doesn't matter. Everybody's doing it every time they're yeah. They're and, and, and it's and let's not get away from the fact that we're trying to, we're business. We're trying to make money. We want those guests to come back next time they're in Vegas. But we also want them to tell their friends, family, loved ones. Hey, when you're in Vegas, you have to go to Ruth's Chris and see Rob, or you have to go to Ruth's Chris and see the bar staff, or you have to go and you you have to go and get you know, this particular server. They're going to take excellent care of you. And that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that not only their people go back home when they go back home from their vacation or visit or convention, that when they return or return with others, that they're, they're part of their visit when they come back is to visit with us. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, as we wrap up the program here, you know, one of the things I always like to touch on is kind of the, you know, what comes next, the, the future, right? And so we're rebuilding as an industry. You know, what kind of advice are you, I mean, you've already given me a ton so far, but what kind of advice are you giving to people as they enter uh, uh, the industry right now? As, you know, they come to work for you or any other F&B outlet. You know what? Remember, we are in the hospitality business. Remember that this is what we're doing. This is what we are doing every, like I said before, every guest, every time, making sure the guest experience is there from when they're greeted by the hostess to when they're thanked by the hostess on the way out of the door. Every guest, every time, stay humble, stay aware of what's going on. Be sure that, you know, be sure that we're doing whatever we can do to make those memories and make those memories happen. I love it. I love it. And, and, you know, that's, I think, you know, as well as anybody else does, right? I mean, that's what differentiates this from being just a job, right? Is no, you coming every day trying to create those memories, trying to make that experience for everybody. You, you actually enjoy what you're doing versus, yeah. you know, if you just show up and, and, you know, expect tips, right? Yeah. And every night, this is one of those, one of those jobs where every night can be different. Every night can be, you know, some nights are going to be very, very smooth. Some nights are going to have its challenges. But every night is definitely going to be different, you know, from the clientele to issues with the kitchen or non-issues with the kitchen. You know, every everything's going to every night is going to be different. You know, when you're like I say, I hate to, you know, if you're in a nine to five job, you know, you're probably doing the same task over and over and over again. There's really not much of a, a variation to it. But we're in an industry and we're in a business of hospitality where Every night is a new opportunity to make someone's night extra special. And that's what we're doing. Love it. I absolutely love it. And that's a huge message. And I hope that, you know, as people take, you know, listen to the show, I hope that's a key takeaway, right? Because I think a lot of people are caught up in a lot of the minutia that goes on or a lot of the periphery things that are going on in our industry right now. And really what it all boils back to is just that, right? Yeah. Make the memory, make the connection. You're never going to be bored in your job, right? Exactly. Exactly. Love it. I love it. Well, 
Robert, you know, we're closing up here. So if people wanted to find out more about Ruth's Chris, where are they going to to do that? They can go to the Ruth's Chris website or they can go to the Harris website, Harris Las Vegas. Awesome. Awesome. And if they want to connect with you, are you on LinkedIn? Are you on any of the other social accounts or anything like that they can look you up on? I am on LinkedIn. I am on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. (laughs) I I, I don't have a Twitter account. I don't have a Twitter account, but I, but the easiest way to get a hold of me is on LinkedIn or you can email me direct, go onto the Roots Chris website and you can email me directly. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure that you're going to get a lot of correspondence. I've really enjoyed this conversation. So thank you so much. uh, Thank you very much for being on. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was an honor. Awesome. Well, we'll talk to you again in the future. Thank you, Robert. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Chris. All right. Thank you for listening, and we hope you found this episode insightful. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review. You can find more information and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode at hospitalityleaderspodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Upshift. Our on-demand staffing platform allows businesses to hire high-quality hourly workers with peace of mind. Find out more at upshift.work.